Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It is your boy, K-Troll, on the mic. Very festive, feeling the tropical holidays this time around. And I'm joined by E, who's also feeling the tropical holidays today. What's going on, man? You know, it's a balmy 29 degrees here in Michigan. Uh, it was actually pouring rain when I was walking the kids to the bus stop, so that was fun. I actually yeah. had to carry my dog. Uh, he was just like, this is no. So You uh, did the old, the old dig in. You're going to drag it on the sidewalk. Mm. Mm. So it's also pouring rain here, um, and it's like, what is it, 1.30 p.m. right now? We're recording this, and it, I mean, if I didn't have my overhead light on, it was pitch black in my room. <laughs> I don't understand uh, how to get, I can't get more light in here. So it's what it is. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, today, we are going to do something exciting. We're going to revisit some of those week one overreactions and see if they were, in fact, true or just genuine overreaction. We've got a couple things to hit on the NFL front, some injuries that are devastating as well. But I wanted to start, as we have done the last, I think, two seasons, talking about your Thanksgiving traditions for football. Oh, yes. And I know you're going to hit pigs in a blanket. it got to be a big deal for you, for sure. But yes. um, hit us with the tradition. What's it going to look like for you? Well, as I said, you know, I, I, as it seems to occur, we know when you get married and start a new family, you know, your, your traditions shift. Because when I grew up, it was you, you stay in your pajamas all day. You wake up whenever you do. You watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And then my aunt and uncle and my cousins would come over. Uh, they lived in New York, so they would stay with us for the weekend. And we play video games all day. Uh, and then taking a break, you know, we'd watch one of the, the football games. Like, I was the big football fan. You know, my, my other family members, not so much. So they weren't really interested in it. But I would always like to watch. Patriots never really played on Thanksgiving, you know, up in Boston. So it wasn't. Thanksgiving football wasn't as huge just because, again, Pages never playing on Thanksgiving and uh, just my direct family, not as big. Uh, but, you know, now as we've gotten older, family is different. So now I'm living in Michigan where the Lions are always playing. So it's That's pretty true. Cool. Uh, true. So this year we are going up to Kirsten's family up in, wait, right? Yeah, up in there Alpena. Here yeah. we go, up in the corner. So we're going up in Alpena and obviously Lions football is just huge. So that's, that's definitely a focal point of the day that it's just, it's going to be on regardless, no matter what. Um, and so we're going up there, staying with her parents and the whole family's coming, you know, so we got her, her brother and her sister and their family and kids. And nice. so it's, it's going to be a whole fam family and oh Lions will be a focal point. I will say that, but I don't think I'm going to be able to stay in my pajamas or play video games. Why not pajamas? First off. I feel like I could wear whatever I want around my in-laws. Like, I'm wearing pajamas. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> but I <laughs> That's what I do now. Naked? It's my thing. <laughs> That's my pajamas, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I think I would just wear it. I would rock the pajamas. Now, I don't know about playing video games all day. The kids will certainly be doing that. But, it yeah, so a, not, not too dissimilar from my traditions as well, then. It was always, it was this, you know, the video games, there was one of two. It was either Mario Kart or Battle Tanks. So, Ooh, Battle Tanks. I forgot about Battle Tanks. Or Battle Tanks. Nice. That, was a, that was a great one. That was a good one. Okay. Yeah. So I think I mentioned this. I'm sure I have over the two years we've been doing this now. Um, Thanksgiving for us has always been a Christmas gathering for my right. dad's extended family. So the, the troll family Christmas is over Thanksgiving. And so we used to always go to my grandparents' house in North Carolina. We'd usually drive and oftentimes stopped in Nashville, ironically, on hmm. our way from St. Louis area. So um, that was always a big gathering. It was a great time to see aunts and uncles and cousins and everybody. Um, this year, Starting about 10 years ago, I guess, we started rotating the location to my generation. So it went from my grandparents' house every year 
to my aunts and uncles' houses for a while. Now that we are adults, my generation are adults, we're now rotating and hosting ourselves. And so the first time we did that was when I lived in Atlanta. Jamie and I were in Atlanta and we hosted there. Um, we're hosting this year. So there are 25 people here wow. in our house in Nashville. They're not all staying here, but uh, they'll be here. They come in Friday. So Thursday is like kind of open, you know. Yeah. We have traditionally, when we've done this event, we've traditionally gone to Jamie's parents' house on Thursday, watched some football, full okay. turkey dinner, that whole thing. Um, we'll do some semblance of that this year, but maybe not the turkey dinner this time. Um, but so, yeah, we got Friday and Saturday night are both going to be bangers. They're going to be big, uh, boot scooting, big time. This this crowd likes to get down for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, so who's going to get to stay in your house? Is it your brother? Is it your parents? So I'm just giving my parents this time around. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Just my parents. Creighton, you know, he moved away. Screw him. You can get a hotel. <laughs> Screw him, Dan Paul. Uh, you get a hotel. So, okay, so you're saying your big nights are Friday and Saturday. Well, now for the first time ever, there's a Black Friday football game. That's, so, right. That's right. That's kind that's of wild. Right. Who's playing in that game? I think it's the Jets, it's isn't it? Dolphins-Bills, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was going uh, no, to be the Jets with their new quarterback, Tim Boyle. Yes, you're right. And it's not Dolphins. I mean, the Bills play the Eagles this week. That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess it's Jets. Hang on. Dolphins. It's the Jets Dolphins. Yeah. Jets Dolphins. Okay. There it is. Yep. So Gross. that should be a, a curb stomping, but a crap, a crap fest. We'll see. Great. Of course, when I say curb stomping, I mean the Jets are going to curb stomp the Dolphins. Tim Boyle is going <laughs> to crush it. Obviously. Look out. Tim Everything's changing this week. Uh, so yeah, Zach Wilson got benched in NFL news. Zach Wilson got benched. He's now third string quarterback for the Jets, as he should I mean, been all along. I'm not going to lie. I'm impressed he made it this long. Uh, yeah. So making 11 weeks to not get benched is pretty impressive for his standards. So well done. Um, so they his- won a decent amount of games, right? They were they were kind of 500 there for a while. They're four and six on the season right now. I think if they think there's any chance they can sneak into the playoffs and turn things around, they've got to try it. And so especially with Rogers saying he says he can come back from this Achilles injury in it's mid-December. Not- so he did not. Whatever. Try. Uh, it's wild that two of their four wins, one is against the Bills, who I guess is not as massive, and then the other being the Eagles. It's like, holy crap. And yet one of their losses is to the Patriots, who only has yeah. two wins. So it's... Right, who, which is why who, they could beat the Dolphins this week, right? That's right? exactly why, because they've got wins like that. So look out. Yeah. Prime time, 2 p.m. Friday. It's <laughs> 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 central time, 2 p.m. I've never seen a 2 p.m. game. Anyway... Uh, that is pretty wild. So, yeah, we've got a, a fun slate. Thursday games, Thanksgiving games. we got the Packers at the Lions. Detroit, Ooh. seven and a half point favorite. we got the Commanders at the Cowboys. Commanders fresh off that Tommy DeVito drubbing uh, against the Giants. They're facing the Cowboys, ten and a half point underdogs. And the Niners are traveling to Seattle, six and a half point favorites for San Fran. I think they're getting too many Thanksgiving games. I thought what was nice is that it was two games. It's just, yeah. you know, it's, it was those lines and the Cowboys. And uh, it was just, there's just something sacred about it. There's just something homey. And it's like, yes, it's just, these are, it's always two. And now there's three. And then there's one on Friday. Then it's only like five games on Sunday. Like what? It, yeah, so Friday, I'm not, I'm not into that. I don't, I don't get that really. Although I yeah. will absolutely watch it. You're going to watch it. I'll be watching. So that's great. But um, I don't mind three games on Thursday because they can stack them, you know, one after the other. The parade is open. We we always watch the parade, too. And my kids yeah. love it. It's a tradition, right? But the parade's over by 10, 11 o'clock. And so you're kind of like, all right, I got to wait till what? Three o'clock, four o'clock for a football game? Well, nah, that's man. when you have dinner number one. Let's crank like it up. One-ish. And then you have dinner number two at like four-ish. It's great. Yeah, but you don't need three hours to eat. I mean, uh, 
Yeah, you do. Eat, eat and <laughs> yes. watch. Let's yes, go. You do. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. You go in. Yes, you do. Uh, uh, we so, got a couple on, of uh, a couple storylines in NFL. I think we got to hit here. Yeah, I mean, we, we touched we touched upon Zach Wilson getting benched. Now it's kind of other quarterback news. Unfortunately, Thursday night was just a massacre. I mean, not exactly. actually in football game score, but in just what happened on the field. So first on the first drive, Mark and Andrews goes down. And if you looked at the replay, it didn't look terrible, but he's out for the year, hurt his ankle. And it's just some freak thing. And boom, uh, he's done. So like, Oh damn. And then Lamar Jackson was actually a little hurt. He was shaking up. <laughs> Tyler Huntley was warming up in the sun. I'm like, Holy crap. Like what is happening? Like he was about to exit to the locker room and then he came back. It was weird. He was like holding his hand, but limping. It's like, <laughs> what you're doing it hurts like, here and here but he's like oh, oh wait i don't need to limp if my arm hurt anyway he was fine uh but then of course the biggest news probably was obviously joe burrow um down for the down for the year now with a wrist injury he actually throws a touchdown and then goes out for the year because of said wrist uh did what was the final word on the investigation that the Bengals didn't put him on the injury report did anything come I have not heard a final word. One thing I heard said that it, it's technically a different injury than what he was <laughs> dealing with. Same wrist, but different. This is like a, maybe a ligament thing. Is I don't know. I'm not sure. I love how they're saying like, well, on Wednesday we saw him in a brace, but yet there was no mention of it. It's like, no, you know, he's a diva. He wears, it's an accessory. That's, he just thought it looked good. It's true. Absolutely. I will say like, and I've listened to a few other podcasts to talk about this, like people are pretty outraged. I mean, the NFL is, has come a long way with the whole sports betting thing. Yeah. They're sponsored by sports books. Now they've got partnerships with sports books. And so it's fair for people to say like, you've got to disclose that stuff because yeah. one of your main partners is these, you know, these gambling sites and like they're losing their ass. If, if someone knew that Joe Burrow was injured, like they needed to tell people um, and you know, people are outraged with the, the sports books and all that. I'm just like, it's not, it's not good for the NFL. So as much as I'm kind of like, part of me is kind of like who gives a shit about, the sports books like it's it's nfl like play the game you know whatever but i'm also kind of like well that's how they make their money then right that's what the league is nowadays it is a money machine that is that is genuinely all they care about so i'm going to shift focus a tiny bit still sticking on thursday night now i'm kind of your perspective during fantasy what is your thought on having players on thursday night do you like it do you not uh i don't mind having one or two i don't mind Okay. I, I think Thursday night games are always trash. So I don't love anyone playing on Thursday because I don't sure. expect a big output. I don't so, mind having one or two um, just because it gives me a good reason to watch and it's fun and whatever. Right. right. So it, I like that. Um, but genu- like generally, I like to have, I most like to have players as late as possible every week. Yes. I, I, I prefer love the afternoon games on Sunday. I prefer Sunday night football, Monday night football. Yeah. I like having them late. This week, I had, I was playing my father in law and my entire team played at noon and I was like, Oh no! I'm gonna I'm be like, done. Sweat it out. I'm gonna be up like ninety to ten, and I'm gonna sweat it out the rest of the week. Yeah. So the reason I ask is, uh, in my neighborhood league, um, I had Joe Burrow, and he had Lamar Jackson and Mark in, or no, Tyler Boyd. And so I was like, oh man, this you know could really tell. And then of course I'm just depressed because you know Burrow goes out before halftime. Lamar Jackson has a good game. So honestly, it kind of just makes me upset for like three days. Because yeah. then, I, then there's no games, and it's Friday. I'm just like, ugh, I'm down. My projection says I'm 30% chance of winning. Like right. Saturday, it's the same thing. Crazily enough, I crushed this week, and I crushed him. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, Calvin Ridley went off for me. Uh, 
I can't Who believe you started Calvin Ridley. How do you start I, Calvin Ridley right now? I had him on my bench going ham when I really needed him. He's so inconsistent this year. He is. It's so but, frustrating. Um, my my depth was a little lacking because of buys and all that. So anyway, uh, I was just kind of wondering just your mindset going into like Thursday nights. Because this is actually the second time where the person I was playing had huge Thursday night, like a lot of people up. And so I was down like 50 points early. And so, as you said, it's both. So I'm sweating it for those three days. But then he's sweating it later as as yeah. the days are going on. It's totally like, oh, crap. Oh my guys are going on already. So just curious. Yeah, totally. Just and, curious. and truthfully, like it, it put me in the mindset of like YOLO bombing. If I get down really big, I might just throw, I might change my lineup. But there's no reason to do that. There's no real reason. Like logically, they just happen to get the points earlier than right. later. Like I don't know. Unless they like way way outproduce their projections, like a 50 point game or something crazy. Um, True. I think it gets in my head a little bit, and I start getting too cute. So. <laughs> i don't know not a fan not a fan not a fan although kind of on the flip side i've now had it happen twice both times with josh allen where i have gotten once it so week one and actually we're going to be talking about this video here real shortly i'm down 25 points with josh allen and stefan Diggs going into it if you remember week one i i just rewatched the video at halftime i was only down by like two points with the last drive in the fourth quarter i'm down by six points <laughs> And I, I somehow managed the win just because he hit a couple short ones to uh, Stefan Diggs. So that so I, I eked out a win there. So then I'm playing Blake this week in our league, and I'm down 26. Very similar thing. And I have Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. And once again, like I'm not 100% confident, but at this point I was feeling 65 to 70% confident because Allen's yeah. been doing better, relatively more consistent. Yeah. And then what happens? Another stinker. Sorry. So it wasn't Monday night. It was a Sunday night game, but same difference. Um, anyway, so it's just this time it did not pay out for me as Stefan Diggs was a terrible play. Allen was fine, but uh, yeah, just kind of bit me in the butt. Great. Yep. Great time. I hear you. I hear you, man. It's a fickle bitch. This game. <laughs> a, well, actually, and I'll go back a week earlier when. Oh <laughs> The Bills were playing Monday night against uh, the Broncos. Same thing. Oh, yeah. I lost to Rob by a few points. Uh, Everyone should pity you is what I'm hearing. We should everyone. all pity you and your second place team with uh, your dropped, uh, terrible trade. And I dropped to third place. So. You dropped to third place. Oh, my gosh. Well, I eked out a win, actually. Monday you night did. football. Monday night miracle. I needed Devontae Smith to outscore A.J. Brown by 10 points. And I was like, not likely to happen unless Brown goes down with an injury early. But then by the time I tuned into the game, after getting the kids down and all that, it was like the second half. And Devontae had like six or seven points, and A.J. Brown had one catch for eight yards. And I was like, yeah, you know what? It's possible. Have more catches? Like, I'm actually kind of in this thing. They peppered him with a couple more catches, and all of a sudden we're pulling even. They throw a 40-yard bomb, and I'm like, I've got this. <laughs> but then, of course, I'm watching Mahomes, and I'm like, oh, my God, if they score quickly, there's still a minute and a half left. And freaking Chiefs, like – I would be so pissed if I was Patrick Mahomes right now. <laughs> First off, Travis Kelsey dropped an open pass. He should have caught it, right? If it's Travis Kelsey. You're going to let that slide. But he should have caught it to convert a first down. He also fumbled the ball earlier in the game. Taking off, um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is like streaking wide open down the middle of the field. Mahomes drops a freaking dime on him, drops it for a touchdown, <laughs> drops it, just drops it. And then later, who's that white guy? Uh, <laughs> who's that, who's that white guy? Name? I can't remember his name. Anyway, um, he's he's running there like fourth and 25. The dude runs 30 yards and cuts back, and he's open. 
and Mahomes hits him and just right through his hand. I'm like, he actually could have converted a fourth and 25 <laughs> and dropped it. So yep. three drops right there, five drops last night. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, again, and, and similar to what we talked about in week one where they were playing the Lions, you know, they didn't have Travis Kelsey. And so we were saying, like, we always just thought Mahomes was this guy who could win with anybody, just throw any any wide receivers out there and he could do it. You know, he can and he can't. You know, he can't do it all himself. He can only do so much to get him in the position, hit him right in the hands in the basket, and yet, you know, he can't also catch the ball. I mean, he's he's just thinking, like, these are NFL caliber receivers, right? Uh, like, they're on an NFL team. They, they should be able to catch the ball. That's what they do, you know? Right. And by and large, I think he's right. They should. But good grief. Justin Watson. Wanted to make sure I got that name correct because <laughs> – he needs to hear all the shame. He deserves all of it. But good on Mahomes. He he was still humble in the loss. Like he was, yeah. he didn't he didn't call anybody out, point any fingers. He was he took it as like himself. So good for him. Yeah, I've got to make passes that they can catch or something. I'm like, you did. I probably could have taken a little bit off of that MVS pass. I'm like, dude, you, you hit him. I mean, it's in the hands. Like yeah. while he's running, you know. Uh, okay, so since we have been tying it back to our week one video, let's let's revisit some of the overreactions. So last week we were redrafting, you know, just to kind of see how players have risen and fallen since our initial draft. And there was kind of fun to see how that changed. So do you remember some of the overreactions that we had in after week one? The only one that I remembered was that I said Sam Howell and Kenny Pickett shouldn't be in the NFL. I do remember <laughs> saying that. And it, because I was not prepared for the segment whenever you teed it up. Just threw on, it on, on yeah. after week one. Like we didn't prepare for this shock. You might be shocked to know we don't pre really prepare for the podcast. Uh, so you teed it up and I was like, Oh geez, like I think of something. I was like, well, they both suck. Yeah. Sam Howell and Kenny Pickett, they suck. They should be in there. <laughs> so you were kind of one for two on that because Kenny Pickett has been absolute trash. He's thrown six touchdowns, four interceptions and like maybe 1600 yards. CJ Stroud basically has that minus the interceptions in one game. Um, yeah. Yeah. But on the flip side, Sam Howell currently leads the NFL in passing yardage, which is wild. Again, that's very skewed. They could be trailing a lot, and so he has to throw it more. But he is your – He's junk time, bro. He's not good. <laughs> 18 Ew. touchdowns, 12 picks. He's not good. He's not good. Not good. I mean, he's – again, he's, he's Blake Bortles. He's Tim Tebow. He's he's getting it done on fantasy for sure. So for fantasy, I think he's, he's, a, he's a freaking stud in fantasy. But it's, it's garbage time or it's – we have no other option. We're down immediately because our team totally sucks. He's got good receivers. He just, I don't know. I'm not so a believer. You, I'm just not a believer. standing by your fact that he should not be in the NFL? I am. Well, I'm. you know what? I, I'm standing by the fact that he sucks. He should be in the NFL because come to find <laughs> out, there aren't any other good quarterbacks anyway. So, like, how many, how many times have we said this this season in particular? How are there not more than 10 or 15 yeah. good quarterbacks in the world? right to play in the nfl how are there not more of these guys like it's unbelievable that teams go around with the crappiest quarterbacks imaginable you're not wrong i don't get it i don't get it so in that world in the world that we live in i guess he should be in the nfl because he's <laughs> probably like the 20th to 25th best quarterback and that's fair i don't think he should be i, I watch him i Watch him play, and I'm thinking that person shouldn't be in the NFL. But, <laughs> that person should not be throwing um, passes. Then I watch Zach Wilson, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he should be in the NFL. Not that guy. <laughs> not you know? that guy. Then I watch Ryan Tannehill. I'm like, no, I'd rather have that guy than that guy. Yeah. So there's it's, enough of them out there that I I, I don't know. I guess Just up and be. down the ladder. The rungs just keep changing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I started my 32, and I'd be like, well, actually. <laughs> and then, well, actually, that guy, too. And somehow, yeah, Sam yeah. Howell's now risen to number seven. <laughs> just yeah, because everyone's like so crappy. I don't know. <laughs> just out of attrition, pure attrition. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, similarly, uh, I had an overreaction uh, with the quarterback position. I said that Matthew Stafford is a viable fantasy starter. And that's a little skewed right now just because he was hurt. He did miss some time. Uh, but with the emer emergence of Puka Nakua and then obviously with Cooper Cup coming back, although Cooper Cup has been really off the past three or four weeks. I don't know if it's because of Stafford or whatnot. He's um, injured now too. Yeah. So I don't know. What I would say no on this because I'm looking back through his weekly totals, okay? Yeah. Stafford's weekly totals, 15, 17, 14, 19, 21, 15, 16, 13, missed a game, 11.7. If you're getting 11 to 16 points as a quarterback in our league where it's a six-point touchdown, that's not good enough. Mm. I don't think. Yeah. I think you need 20. You're looking at 20 points. 18 yeah. to 18, 18 to 30, 22. You know? Yeah. Well, for like a, a for like a fine, you know, an eighteen to twenty-two. Yeah, he's got two of those. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go with a slightly no, which is fair. Slightly no. I mean, I don't. I, I, don't, I can't tell you right now offhand. I'll look it up for you while you're going through this of where he stands. Oh, it's quite all right. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not too worried about where he stands, but let's jump from the quarterback position and go to a more skilled position. You're... He's like twenty-two. Quarterback twenty-two. <laughs> uh. Do you, you remember your second overreaction? You need me to refresh your memory. Need you to refresh it. So we were talking about Bajan Robinson, and you're saying the Falcons should not have drafted him, and it was a kind of a combo deal because of the fact uh, you were really the usage they had on Tyler Algier, and the fact that you know maybe he's only going to be a 15-ish carry guy. So that was kind of like a, a toss-up here because you know as we've seen Arthur Smith, he does not like first-round picks or any. He hates fantasy, so he doesn't care about that. And maybe John Robinson also has headaches and doesn't like to play. So maybe he should not have been drafted. So I, but we, maybe it is coming to the realization that he is a 15 carry guy. Uh, I think I was 100% right on this. I still maintain <laughs> they should not have drafted a guy and not used him like this. Like, I think he's shown that he's a stud when he mm -hmm. plays. And to your point, Arthur Smith is annoyingly anti-fantasy. Don't like, don't do it just to spite the fantasy world. Who the hell cares, man? Just be like, block it out. If people are asking about fantasy, be like, I won't talk about fantasy, but for real NFL, how can you possibly tell me he's not better than Tyler Algier or that you shouldn't put the ball in his hands instead of people like Mac Hollins or Alameda Zacchaeus or whoever the hell they're throwing to right now? Like, give <laughs> this dude the ball, you know? Yeah. So find I, a, I can find I a way by that entirely. That. You could have done the same thing you're doing right now by not drafting him. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't, it's, it's so perplexing. He's had some great games and a lot of really average games, and it's yeah. not. I don't think it's his fault. So is it? What about? Okay, so I'm going to just pivot here. Kyle Pitts. Is that Kyle's fault? Is that the situation he's in? Is it the same idea? He shouldn't have drafted him. Or is I he just think not it's that the good? same idea? I'm inclined to side with Kyle Pitts um, because of the numbers I've seen about like uncatchable balls and the quarterback play has been atrocious. So I'm inclined to side with him on that. Um, golly, I don't know though. I mean, I feel like there maybe there wasn't this opportunity. They certainly could have gotten Will Levis because he was he dropped there. Maybe there wasn't this opportunity, but maybe if they could have snuck in from you know, where did they take Bijan? Was it five was or like seven? Eight? I thought it took him eight, but I could eight maybe. So maybe if there's a chance for you to get up into the top three. And get one of those three guys, Stroud, Young, or Richardson. I mean, I feel like I know Bryce Young hasn't looked totally NFL ready yet. Probably better than what you got. Right. Um, obviously, Stroud and Richardson both looked really good. So, like, I don't know. They they need a quarterback. They need a good quarterback. That's another team. Where I'm just like, is there no one better than Desmond Ritter? You so know? he was taken. He was taken eighth. 
Uh, eighth. Okay. Yeah. So the three big quarterbacks were already gone, but yeah, obviously Will Levis because he didn't go to the second round. But um, yeah, interesting. I mean, the Falcons, the past couple drafts, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson. All I think those are all stud picks. I really all do. Offensive, offensive picks. Nothing. Yeah. Not nothing, but underperforming. It's a real shame. Underperforming. Uh, well, sticking with wide receiver, look at these smooth transitions. I talked Drake London. Let's just go into the wide receiver position. Because uh, I mentioned London. Drake London one time, sticking with wide receivers. <laughs> sticking with that. Uh, I was talking about uh, T. Higgins, and I said my, my overreaction was that he was going to be a non-factor this year, and I would like to take full credit for that one. Um, although I did in that thing, I was like, I'm going to say it now. He's going to have a great week, week two. Watch him have a great week, week two. And then I'm going to end. He had a great week. That's exactly week what happened. That is kind of crazy that you called that entire situation. Granted, he's been <laughs> injured recently, but and he's had a couple of pop games, but only two. And I don't know. You're right. I mean, three and four points, high target, no catch, high target, low catch, you know, low target game. Everything you don't want to see. There's some bad juju going on there, man. I don't know what is what is happening. And maybe you do attribute some to Joe Burrow not being fully healthy at all. I don't think he had one game where Burrow was fully healthy, whether it be the calf or now, obviously, with his his wrist going on. Who knows how long that was kind of lingering. So I don't know if that has to play a part of it. Or again, just T. Higgins, his uncertainty, again, that his contract is up. They've already given out some Mac contracts to Joe Burrow. And obviously, they're, they want to keep Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, question mark. So I think that does play a part. And clearly, it's shown on the field. He's been inconsistent. Um, again, with the eight targets, zero catches, how much is that him? How much is that the throws? You don't know. Well, if we analyze the film, I guess we would know, but we did not. Sorry, listener. Um, we so, did not watch the throws. I think they were actually not very catchable. But I think they were not very catchable. Either but, way, it is Joe Burrow. So I will say the last two games, and these are two games when Burrow was healthy Burrow because they beat San Francisco, they beat Buffalo. These are the two games where you're like, okay, Burrow is back, right? He had six targets, five catches for 69 yards against San Francisco. Solid 11.9 points PPR, not bad. And they had nine targets, eight catches for 110 against Buffalo. That's a 20 point game. And then he was injured, missed the next two games. So, right, I don't know. I, I'm not taking away. I think you get full credit. I mean, you totally nailed this. I'm not taking away from that at all. I would have loved to have seen the second half of the season with a healthy Burrow and a healthy right. Higgins, but we don't know when he's gonna be healthy either. So, um, and, and he's one where like he can have a lingering issue where he'll show up and do warm-ups and not play, or show up and play and he's a decoy or some something stupid like that. So uh, you never know with him. But, yeah, I think you I think you nailed it. I mean, there's something off there in the beginning for sure. And yeah. maybe it was Burrow, maybe it was the contract. I don't know, but I got to give you props on that. I think it's just also just the Bengals as being a complete disappointment as a whole. You know, as the script yeah. came out, it's Cowboys-Bengals, but uh, it's going to be a lot, of, a lot of work to get there. Got a lot of work for Jake Browning here. Uh, and – as, as we are, our time is, is coming shorter here. One last thing. While you made the comment, we were both on board with it for the most part. But, man, were we way off. Uh, it was week one, and we were talking about the Philadelphia Eagles backfield. So, obviously, in the offseason, you know, they signed Rashad Penny. They traded for DeAndre Swift. They still have Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. So, it's just a big question mark. Yeah. So, after week one, Rashad Penny, healthy scratch. DeAndre Swift, one carry. Kenneth Gainwell, workhorse. So, like, again, you said it, like, Kenneth Gainwell's a guy, and I'm fully on board. Like, I guess this is what the, the crazy reality in Philadelphia is. I don't get it, but this is what it's going to be. Yeah, that, that's not what happened. <laughs> that's not what happened. <laughs> I will make a couple of excuses for us, but they're kind of weak. So, first off, he got injured immediately. 
and then DeAndre Swift came out and had a monster game and that never looked back basically. Right. So that that's the first problem that happened to him. The second is the, the buzz was he's the guy who knows the system the best. He's the guy that coaches trust. He's the guy they want to, if they really need someone two minute drill third down, you need someone to burn the clock. Like Gainwell's a guy Swift is going to be, we're not sure if he's like change of pace or if he's just like a pure runner, not a pass catcher or whatever. Swift has turned out to be really good in that system. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I've got him on a couple of teams. Like he's been a total stud in that system. Uh, Gainwell lost his opportunity. I think, yeah. I think he had it that first game and he showed out and he's like, Hey, I could do this. So like, okay, cool. And they got hurt and then Swift showed out and they're like, Oh yeah, oh, he's really good. We traded for and, this guy. Yeah. And I think if you put him side by side, he's not DeAndre Swift, you know, truthfully. So that's where yeah. that's where we missed. That's where I missed. He's not DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is the stud of that group. Would you say that was a mistake in the blind resume? Blind resume. So kind of interesting to kind of, to look back. Obviously, it's week one. I think we even said that in the episodes. Like it's more of not well, overreactions. They were like crazy. Yeah. No, it was not like a hey, what'd you learn? Oh, this is definitely what's happening. It's like give me something you think is outlandish, but that you saw this week that you're like this. Could be a thing, you know. <laughs> what if this is a thing? What if it's uh, a thing? So, so I think we're we're at least like a sixty percent. I'll give us a sixty percent on them. I'll give us yeah. that. All right, <laughs> all right. Take That's it. Fair. So, do you have one more final like overreaction as the season comes to a close in a few weeks? CJ Stroud is him. CJ Stroud is him. <laughs> CJ Stroud MVP. So that's that's yours. Okay, I like Maybe. it. I like it. Um, Maybe. Hmm. Tank Dell is him as well. Tank, Tank Dell. Dell is good. Tank Dell is the next Amon Ross St. Brown. That's wow. my overreaction. Tank Dell is Amon Ra. Tank Dell is Amon Ra. Okay. Uh, and then I'll say on the other side, Sam Laporta, Rookie of the Year in the NFC. There we go. Rookie of the Year in the NFC North. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific on last yeah. Sunday. Rookie of the Year on the Lions behind Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> Second yeah, rookie of his own team. Who who would be the Rookie of the Year of those two teams of those two players? Hmm. I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know because neither is going to happen. But yeah, it's kind of weird. It's it's crazy. Eleven weeks are down. Uh, that's what's always so crazy about the NFL. Just I feel like it goes so fast, and then you're always so sad afterwards because we wait all year for football, and now eleven weeks have already passed. We're past the halfway, kind of getting into the grind. Every quarterback is hurt. I mean, I know no one's healthy at this point in the season anyway, but it's just crazy to see how many season and ending injuries there have been. The impact on fantasy is ridiculous. I'm starting Josh Dobbs next week in my neighborhood league because I ha- or because I have Bo- Burrow. Um, it's just wild. This is where we are. This hey, I had Kyler are. Murray coming back just in time for everyone else to get hurt. So I'm like, let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm healthy. I got nothing to play for. But everybody else has no quarterback, and I've got three. Let's go. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so yeah. Hey, your team is surging. You know, you're you moved up the ranks. You win your I'm last three points. games. I've got. There's a window. There's and I get to play you, you not this week, but next right. week I get to play you. And Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are both on a bye. So yes, I, I noticed you're that. Saying time. there's a chance. <laughs> what you're saying? What was that one in a million talk? It's not one in a million anymore. So yes, you are surging. I'm on a two game skid. I need to hopefully end it here, but I'm playing first place Drader right now. So it's gonna be a wild finish in our league. It's gonna be fun to see. So we'll keep an eye on that. And until next time, keep on folding. Happy Thanksgiving. Fold it.